No, now we're singing to It's the Social Media by the Plus Moments. Hello! Hello! Welcome back, guys! It's your girl, the Plush Mommy. I am Plush, and I am a mommy. That is why I have that name. And we have a special guest with us on It's Just Social Media. Welcome, Jahan. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. Of course. All right, so Jahan, I'm not going to be able to do justice about how amazing you are and the resume that comes with who you are. So could you please let the people know who you are? All right. Well, I will try after that introduction. So I'm Jihan. I currently live in South Florida. Um, Previous to that, I was in L.A. And right now I work as a senior specialist um, expertizing, expertizing, experting in paid social. Expertising. Yeah. Um, So here's a fun fact, everyone. I met Jihan through Facebook. (laughs) Very <laughs> so if you want to know wow just just how important social media is i just want y'all to understand social media is this cool i met her through my college roommate back in 2005 mm-hmm. on facebook and facebook was only a year old at the time and my college roommate let me know that sh- I would love this girl because this girl is so great and she's so perfect and she's so everything and oh my gosh she's so amazing and I was like okay and so then <laughs> I get a friend request from said girl and I'm like okay I did, I did request you I'm like okay so apparently my roommate's telling her about me and funny thing I go on her Facebook and she's living the best life I could ever think of in college we both watch each other on Facebook and we are the best of friends on Facebook and this is the first time I've ever seen Facebook connect people that you never didn't know each other right. I didn't even think that was possible because back then you know we were all wary of Facebook or like, the internet in general because people were getting snatched up mm-hmm. like this is weird yes and I remember I remember watching your journey from literally like sophomore year to now and no. I was just like she is so perfect no I love her so please much please don't say that <laughs> I was so I you don't even know I love you. I yes. love your journey. I loved seeing you oh and Melissa's God. college life because I went to college in New Jersey, so up north. I wanted to go to that school. <laughs> well, to my exact yes. college? Yes! I applied to that school. No. Yes! I don't know why. I need, I, that was I, the only school I applied to. Really? Yeah, because I didn't really want to go to college. Children go to college if you want it's to. It's good. It's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Or tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, but yeah, no, I was loving seeing the South Florida life because I grew up here and I was looking at you all at FIU and I was like this looks like fun because it was a lot of the the parties that you got all would attend and I was like this looks like fun I partied too hard I know listen it was too much it was too much I was like Melissa's like I'm going to the library I was like oh I'm on the party. She got it in a little too. She did, but she made to she made she made time for her schoolwork. <laughs> I did not. I learned that lesson the hard way. Well, I graduated, thank you, Jesus, but and Lord you knows. Doing well, so. what? Listen, thank you, all, but God. Either way, it's a journey, and we met at Melissa's wedding. Ironically <gasps> enough, we did. That was the first time Full we had circle. our meeting. We said. <laughs> This is Jihan. This is Neff. Hello. How are you? It's been about eight years. (laughs) Eight years later. Of us following each other's lives. (laughs) It is so wonderful to meet you. Oh, my God. I, so that's, I think that is one of my favorite stories ever is just how that we connected through Facebook and how full circle we meet because of Facebook through the person who introduced us and then full circle again, you're now on my social media (laughs) 
podcast. And we're about to talk about paid social on Facebook. <laughs> ah! All right. So your expertise, like you said earlier, is in paid social. Let's first of all, first of all, <laughs> there. If, for those of you guys who don't know, there has been a huge boycott going on with Facebook. The people are not happy. The people are upset. The people, the people have, the people have feelings. Okay, they want to talk about it. And so McDonald's, I believe, Coca Cola, and some other major brands have pulled their paid social ads from Facebook. The reasons that they have cited have mainly been because. Um, Mark Zuckerberg and his team um, across the you know nation of Facebook uh, headquarters, they have not been doing a very good job at handling the um, like hate speech. Hate rhetoric, speech, rhetoric. correct. The hate speech rhetoric. Ever since the George Floyd incident back in May, um, there has was it May? Gosh, the world burned. It's in just May. been blurring. It's been blurring because honestly, the hate speech issue that they've had has been ongoing. It's been ongoing, but it surfaced and became a major source of contention during the George Floyd protests. Yeah, and then especially you know culminating in the July boycott. Yes, and so then everyone decided they're just going to boycott Facebook. But now here's what I'm noticing: by them boycotting Facebook, the prices have gotten a little bit more affordable <laughs> for <laughs> the smaller businesses, and so that. That was a definite benefit for those small businesses. So now I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I want to fight the power. But, but exactly. I want to also, you know, join the cause and really use your voice and your platform to make sure that you're investing in a platform that actually is socially conscious and, you know, doesn't involve itself in hate speech and isn't so permissible to Trump and everything that he says, which has often been incorrect. Everything. <laughs> everything, all of it. All of it. Every, everything. I don't, I, if, he, if he said he was a white man, I'd be like, you're a liar! <laughs> like, we're not, I can't believe him. What is, where do you stand on this boycott? First of all, let's start with that. Okay. Well, you know, for me personally, as a marketer who works for an agency, I do have clients and I am beholden to their business goals and their KPIs. Mm -hmm. That being said, there were a lot of my clients who decided to not advertise on Facebook in, during the month of July. Not a lot of the clients decided to do that. I think it was around 26% of our clients or my clients. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest uh, stayed on Facebook, but went dark during July 7th, which was Blackout Day. Okay. Yeah. So Blackout Tuesday. Blackout Tuesday, yes. And so that's pretty much what I was seeing in terms of it where I feel is, you know, I would have loved for all my clients to pull off of Facebook to really take that stand. Um, I think really? there, yeah, I mean, there are, I believe in the power of Facebook. I believe in the power of Instagram. If I did it, I wouldn't have the role that I exactly. do have. But, you know, when you are in a position of power, there is a responsibility that falls upon you. And the best way to make your voice heard, oftentimes in the corporate setting, is hurting the pockets. Mm. So... I would have loved that to happen. But at the end of the day, there are businesses, there are goals, there are KPIs. And so you do have to be sensitive to that because it is a trickle effect um, in some way. You, you know? think the boycott would have been more effective if there, if there wasn't a pandemic outside because then they would have been able to market their businesses other ways? Mm -hmm. As opposed to online. Right. They would have been, um, been able to go to brick and mortar stores. Mm -hmm. And so right, you know, right now that's not possible because of the pandemic. So it was like the perfect storm, mm -hmm. essentially. But what we have seen is the people who decided to um, remove themselves off of Facebook for August have gone back 
because paid social is incredibly powerful in Facebook and Instagram. And the difference between paid social and organic social, organic is your um, all the channels that all the followers that you've earned. So you've you've yeah. earned the followers, you've earned your community there. The power of paid social is you're paying to get that reach. You get that extended reach to reach those audiences that you want to tap into mm-hmm. to then, you know, either sell your product to either get a lead or whatever it is that your business wants to do. So that's the power of paid social. Right. Um, I think for me, the boycott would have I do believe the boycott would have been effective if everyone got off but I also feel bad for the business owners because a lot of my clients are small business owners right or medium-sized business owners right. and for the what I'm noticing is that they can't afford to boycott Facebook that's that's the trickle down in a pandemic mm-hmm. like there's nothing you can especially when they can't physically have a store right now mm-hmm. or they couldn't physically especially at that time when we were under quarantine there was no other form that was as effective at like I love Google AdWords, trust me, but it's not as effective as a Facebook ad could be. Mm-hmm. And it's and an Instagram or, you know, Pinterest or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I also thought about, you know, there are other paid socials like Pinterest, mm-hmm. there's TikTok, mm-hmm. there's there's so many other avenues that we could have used and utilized. Mm-hmm. And I think that may have gone underutilized mm-hmm. because we were so focused on Facebook's reach. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how effective is a Facebook ad for a bigger business to pull out. You know what I mean? Because for them to pull out so easily, Coca-Cola. They have billions. I don't know the last time I saw a Coca-Cola ad on a Facebook page in the first place. Right. But you have to remember Coca-Cola owns so many other different businesses. So those are the businesses that are pulling out. Okay. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right. So, but it's interesting what you said about the other social platforms, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's Pinterest, there's Twitter, there's TikTok. Um, there's a bunch of other social platforms that do have the capability to advertise. The thing is their reach is just not as far as Facebook or Instagram. And what we did find is during July and because they weren't advertising on Facebook and Instagram, those dollars did go more heavily into your Google AdWords. They did more, go more heavily into your Pinterest, into your Snapchat. And, you know, we did see results, you know, those social platforms are really strong with growing the awareness, um, for that particular brand, um, introducing people to a particular brand. And so you'll learn about that brand on those other platforms. But then when you're hit with the social ad on Facebook, then that's when we hopefully have you do that conversion. So let's talk about, because we use a lot of words that I don't think people know. Right. Because the thing about paid social, the thing about social media in general, especially on this podcast, is for people who either want to learn it or also people who want to like get better at it. And one thing I noticed, one thing we said for sure is KPIs. First of all, what is a KPI? Got it. So KPI is a key performance indicator. Okay. And so that is basically, for those of you guys who don't know, that's basically the the key things that you have to find. Those are the key things that you check for your performance. So the indicators of, for instance, how many people you gained, how much engagement has increased, how much impressions you've gotten. Um, and then, of course, with conversion for paid social, how many people clicked and actually bought your um, product or service. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the paid social, now that they're back on paid social, have you seen like an influx of purchase? Have you seen numbers change, numbers decrease? Have you seen anything like that? So it really varies by different... By product. Right, exactly. Luckily for me, 
most of my clients who turned off in July turned them right back on in August. It was maybe a seven to eight day period where mm. the system had to relearn. But for the most part, we are hitting our KPIs. Um, and so there wasn't too much of a lag. That's because you're just really good at it. <laughs> Let's just, let's just say. I mean, let's just say. So let's here's the thing. Say. Do you think uh, business, now we're going to shift gears because that's the boycott. Right. And the boycott is one thing. And I do think, here's, I will say this. With Facebook, I do think Facebook is problematic, especially when it comes to how they monitor hate speech. And I don't want them to use the quarantine as a reason because oftentimes I get these messages whenever I post something. And because I you know I'm a problematic poster, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I get these messages when I post something. And the funny thing about them is, oh, it's the quarantine and we don't have enough people watching things. So please be patient with us. You know what I don't like about that is you guys are already doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was already not monitoring things properly anyway. I had a an ad be denied on Instagram. Right. Because I use the word peace. Mm-hmm. I said, please um, have peace with us or something like that. Please yes. be with you or something like right. that. And so they thought I was doing social justice in the ad and they don't want you to use social justice as an ad. Yes. And I was like, that is incredibly problematic. And Facebook has been notorious for that. And I'm just like, you guys aren't even paying attention. One time I was making a joke in a group and I said, women are selfish. You're going to be blocked for 30 days because you're using hate speech. What? <laughs> First of all, women are selfish. Oh my God. <laughs> what was Let's this? talk about it. <laughs> they were just, it was like women. No, that's literally what the, it was. Just that was a statement. That was a statement. It was like women are selfish. That was a statement. And they were just like, no, nah. you know, there was a conversation because we were talking about the reciprocation issue in dating. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, women are taught <laughs> to be selfish. Like you got to pay for this. You got to mm-hmm. do this. You got to court me. You got to do this for me. Right. Me, 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 me. And I'm just like, what you doing for him? <laughs> and so I said, women are selfish. Hate speech. I got in trouble. Zuckerberg came for my life. What and do I you mean said, you got in trouble? They blocked my page. <laughs> For 30, I went to Facebook jail. For 30 days. For 30 days. Maybe somebody reported you. Hate, no one reported me. Really? It's, and that's, and this, in this particular group, the talk, the way we talk, it, all the time. Nobody would report you. Oh, and the way they do it is like, someone said, men are stupid. She ends up going in jail. Another person put, I mean, some things are put up there that obviously you're going to get in trouble. Yes. You know, they, there's whatever, but the hate speech is the number one culprit on Facebook that I see for the most innocuous statements. Yeah. And it's so crazy. And then the weird part is when you go in the comment section of any of these major outlets of any of these posts and oh my goodness, the protest posts, the comment section for Trump, the people are saying real actual hate speech and they're flourishing. But I think it's an issue with how Facebook flags. They use a lot of automation. Mm. And I often feel, you know, I don't have any evidence of this, but if you look at the different creators on Facebook, Mm -hmm. there's a clear, there's a clear evidence that certain creators are targeted and are reprimanded more harshly than others. And we will say it is a race situation. I'm really glad that you said that. Yes, because black creators get targeted a lot more harshly than non-black creators. Let's talk about that for Mm -hmm. a little bit because um, I have a friend, she's, um, shout out to Black Professionals Network. They have a page on Facebook. She is the owner of that company and that major network, you know, their their whole thing is to have black professionals network with one another. Mm -hmm. And so she 
she creates these avenues for them to, you know, to meet each other. I ended up working with her company for an event that they put on every year, which is the Black Professional Summit. And so I had to be admin of her Facebook page. So by me being admin of her Facebook page, suddenly I found myself getting what I felt like was targeted. And so posts were not working on my personal page. Mm -hmm. Her posts weren't working on her personal page. Other people could post it, but she couldn't. I couldn't post. And I was like, what's going on? So I said, do me a favor. Check if anyone who is not a moderator and admin of this page posts and see if the post goes up. Post works fine. Yeah. I said, that means it's you because you have black professionals mm-hmm. in the thing. And therefore, they think, so, you know, yes. they're coming for you. And I realize whenever you put black in front of something or, you know, what, and mind you, these are groups out here that say white power. Right. But and that's no- the issue. That's what brought up the boycott because they were being permissive with hate speech for other groups and then being incredibly hard for other groups. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to make an example. Exactly. I think they're trying to make an example and they're trying to say, well, black people can't say the same things that white people do and therefore whatever. And I think it's really, I think it's almost like they have blinders on. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they don't have enough, there's no Jerome the intern and they don't have enough people in their, in their camp who look like us mm-hmm. to to say, no, that's not right. Because, I mean, they think they look like us because they're from India or they're, you know, black something. But what I'm noticing is just because people have brown skin don't mean we all hang out in the same cookout. Like, that's not how this works. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where we need to make that delineation of people of color, black people. Right. You know, we need to be more intentional. Because, With culture. Exactly. Because what affects black people does right. not affect Asians, does not right. affect um, Asian Indians the same way as they affect black people. So I think that is also a topic of conversation. And I think the also, and it, that's a really good point because because with the Indian community, especially with the IT community, hacker community, black people or Indian people or Asian people or white people, that community is a different whole different like world i used to be an engineering magnet program in high school i was there and i remember dealing with these engineering computer geeks whatever and some of them wanted to be computer engineers some of them wanted to be you know it professionals i want to tell you something they have no idea what's going on outside what of this you computer what <laughs> they're the most anti-social human beings on the planet exist. i don't believe that i kid you not i love them shout out to coral park y'all are the best people in the world but my god it would be like I gotta get that done. And I was like, are you gonna look up from your computer? Yeah. Well, I don't think, I I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, them and their culture. I think maybe they're just single-minded in terms of they like the tech. And Mm -hmm. so it takes so much to do that. So they're just single-minded in in that. Maybe. You know, it could be. I don't know. I, I watched the documentary on Netflix. They put it out there and they said, when you have only these two or three communities represented in your internet, that's only going to be the thing that the internet recognizes as those Mm. communities. That's powerful. And that's something that I realized. So if you had more black people in there, then you wouldn't have issues of like facial recognition software, not being able to tell the difference between my face and your Mm -hmm. face, which by the way, literally Happens. happens. Every time I put a picture up of her, I promise you, bloop, did you want to tag her for TD? That's not, that's not me. That we're not the same person. I don't understand. <laughs> but I realize that they don't see the nuances of our face. They don't mm-hmm. see the differences mm-hmm. because they don't have the they don't have the 
exposure to the community. Mm-hmm. And then with the with the black people who are in the community, yeah, they are affected by these social justice issues, same as us. But because they're also a part of this community, the tech community, they're not as involved or as aware. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm realizing. Because I had I had my IT friends like, what's the big deal? I don't understand what's mm-hmm. going on. And I'm like, yeah. dude. It's, it's a big deal. We are on fire outside. It's what are you doing? Deal. It's I a understand. dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's something that I wish would just translate more. You know, the, the thing that happens is people miss empathy. Mm. You know, empathy is not there. That's really it. So, and I think the empathy is not there because of the leadership that we have in the office. But that's you know, <laughs> we're not it okay's it, and therein right. goes back to that boycott. Exactly, because you know one of the issues was the permissive nature of Facebook. I heard they lost billions of dollars from that boycott, so it was effective some way. I mean, it was. I mean, I'm still getting tagged. And You're still getting. You know, people are still mm. advertising. Mark Zuckerberg is still making billions of dollars on the daily. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to understand we're about to hit quarter four and for everyone out there quarter four for most businesses is one of the most important quarters because you're hitting october november december which is when the bulk of holiday shopping begins right so they make up a lot of their revenue in that period so i completely foresee and this is why during the boycott yes i was happy to see some businesses partake in it and there are some who are still um to my knowledge i think ben and jerry's is still not gone back on the platform no um, they're not going back yeah and ben and jerry's has been doing that work for a long time oh, so we have to give them their flowers and their props because they, they really have been using their voice to amplify all of the injustices but for the most part for all of the other advertisers who need to make up their revenue during Q4 they're going to go back on Facebook and Instagram which is why I really did call this Facebook boycott performative corporate wokeness I completely did not buy into it but me being somebody who you know services clients have to you know give my expertise give my you know execution skills so that's the title of the show And we got title for today's episode, <laughs> Performative Corporate Wokeness. What it is. Hey there. <laughs> Boom. Because honestly, that's why Show, show Your Receipts was so powerful. Mm. When they came out and they, because I stopped, I work in plus size fashion and there was two brands, two brands who were coming out with the black boxes and the, the raised fists. And all of a sudden you see black, black influencers getting featured more. I was like, oh, okay. Let me ask you a question, though, real quick. Just, I just want to know. How many, how many black people do you have in your, in your office? Office, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just this. Oh, we're working on this. We're working on this it. It's a new thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, why is this new now? Why? And then, and the problem is they don't seem to understand why it's so important mm-hmm. to have that there. Right. And it's just like, I don't mind. The thing about social media and the rule, this is the organic side of things now. With organic, in order for you to earn these followers, you have to show, you have to be transparent. Mm-hmm. There's a level of transparency and authenticity that is required for people to trust your brand. Right. And you guys have been transparent with your brand all the happy little fun things you guys do in the office, but it's all one color. And unfortunately, us as the consumers, the black folks, we have just said, okay, whatever, just give me the shirt. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And we never really we never really put you guys to task for it because we just wanted the shirt. But then when it came time 
to put up or shut up, all of a sudden you're like, we stand with you. We stand with you. But I said, you, you, where, where, when, right. when, when was this? When was this? I don't understand. And you know, when, when all of that started happening, I think for me, just as a natural, just who I am as a person, you know, the Libra in me, all Libras out there, we, you know, we, Lord. we tend to give people a lot of grace. I feel, Lord. you know, keep the diplomacy going. When yeah. you did see that, I was very encouraged. I was just like, okay, you have shown no evidence of this, but you are showing that you are working towards this. So, you know what? I will give you the benefit of the doubt. I will like your posts. I will read your company manifestos. I will read your, you know, whatever you decide to put out there in terms of how you're going to be better. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I am still very, I was encouraged by it and I'm still encouraged by it, but it definitely is waning because I think as we've naturally seen and what I expected is the support is falling back. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's 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 getting it's getting old for it's it's you know the yeah. burden is hard. Because so. now Brianna Taylor's become a meme. Right. But yet you guys are you are you gonna just keep posting that she should be have her she should have justice or are you guys gonna actually work towards work it. towards it? You guys have more power and more leverage to get some change done than any of us posting this. Mm-hmm. And they have more you understand, like you have the power to tell your customers yeah. that this woman needs justice. Right. You're telling us you're telling it you're putting it out there and it's cute now you're selling t-shirts let's let's <laughs> i don't think you guys it's understand getting, it's, it's getting rough out there that's real and that's all facts um let's move to a more um exciting i guess fun f- f- fun topic what is your favorite social media platform Ooh. immediately what came to mind is is twitter I love Twitter. I love black Twitter. I get a lot of information. It is just fun. It's a party. It's a good time. If you're not on Twitter, well, stay on Twitter. Stay off of Twitter. You know, keep it keep it for us. But, you know, Twitter is a, is a good time. Um, and I also do like Instagram. And I know Instagram is everybody's highlight reel, but I like seeing people, you know, posting the their happiness, yeah. posting the good things in their lives, posting the pretty things inspirational. So... I think Twitter is definitely number one, followed by Instagram. Quick second. I am. I am still an Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I just. I love Twitter so much, <laughs> but then at the same time, I Instagram. I the only reason why, for as a professional, I hate Twitter only because I'm sitting there scrolling through and I can see whole porn, and also see <laughs> a president tweet in the same like yeah moment of scroll and I'm right. like mm-hmm. I think for me coming from a journalistic background and you know just seeing Twitter as the the source of you know breaking breaking things just based on the chatter on Twitter mm-hmm. is probably why I like Twitter but you know I'm, I'm here for your Instagram I love the Insta- I love the pictures That's yes. the thing. it's just the pressure once you move into the influencer world of Instagram mm-hmm. it's so much pressure it is and then it's not fun anymore it's not I used to love just posting like cute things right. that my daughter did or whatever but the now sauce. it's like oh I'm the plush mommy so now my daughter has to be like done mm-hmm. you know, like, Mm. Instagram did make it more more pressure. I remember in the early days of Instagram, you remember when people used using the Valencia, filters. Yeah, X Pro yeah. 2, you know, like okay. those kind of filters. You know, you take a picture of your of your fun sock for the day and then you put it on Instagram with the filter. I loved that. Or a random meal. Now, you know, people have, have themes on their Instagram. Uh, it or curated. It's yes. curated. And that's actually a like a strategy. 
right. that works. Right. Like I actually tell my clients, okay, so we're going to curate your Instagram. Now we're calling it brand identity mm-hmm. and we're putting it as an identity for your brand. So we get, you know, graphics that match with your brand colors and your matching fonts for the quotes and all the things. And I'm, I, as I talk about Instagram now, I always feel like... This is not even real. Like, I feel, I feel, I feel bad sometimes. I'm like, I'm telling, putting on a show. I'm teaching you how to put a show on, <laughs> and I feel so bad because I'm like, be authentic, but also follow this guideline. Follow the guidelines, <laughs> and it's like it doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, so let's. I guess the final, the final. What's your um, paid social? Yep. So your expertise with paid social and how you, why is paid social important? Let's just go into that because I, I know that we, there is a small business owner and then there's a big business owner and both of them would probably tell you that social media is just whatever. Yeah. Do you feel like people, everyone who owns a business should at least put twenty dollars a day, twenty dollars a month towards paid social? I think. If you are trying to grow your business in any way, sell a product in any way, and you have the funds to do so, then yes, because what you're going to do is you're going to increase your overall reach Mm. instead of just hitting your followers, um, which, you know, say you have a thousand followers and you have 5,000 pairs of shirts, you want to be able to reach as many people as possible. So yes, I mean, if you have the the funds to do so, I definitely believe in the power of paid social. It really does increase your brand awareness. It increases mm. ad recall, recognition, everything. What is ad recall? So if you're constantly seeing a, a brand's ad on your um, feed mm-hmm. and, you know, say you don't remember the name of the brand or, or whatever it is, if you're hit like on Google or something, you'll remember that visual that you saw on social. So, you know, you're going to recall it. So if you start to Google it, you'll, you know, it'll help you remember. It does take like seven times to see something before someone makes the decision. Exactly. So true. Them ads will follow you. They will follow you. I want to get to the place of paid social where I'm really good at the retargeting aspect of it. Where like somebody goes on this website Mm -hmm. and then the paid social ad will pop up. Yep. And then Instagram ad is going to pop up and then you're in the shower and then it's whispered (laughs) in your ear. And then, you know, I want to get, or when you say the word, like I literally said Audi out loud in my room. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, Carvana and CarMax and everyone starts to eh, show you. I was like, how? And Facebook will tell you that they do their microphone does not, you know, record what you say to then uh, hit you with ads. That it's a hundred percent they they deny that. But that has happened to me as well. So There's I don't know happening. what is happening. Something's <laughs> happening. Yes, I do think they're. I do think they're watching us. Um, <laughs> they are. Listen, we do put code on each and every site that we want to target you with ads with, so we can, you know. You guys are so fancy. My little company, my, I'm, my agency. I will help you. You are helping me. No, you help me. So my, I listen, my clients, and I tell them all the time, listen, I have help. It's not me. I'm not, this ain't my, this ain't my ministry. Organic is my ministry. I've learned that now. I run. And you're so good at it. Oh man. You're thank so you so much. You're so good Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's, it's so much more stressful than paid social. I love paid social when you just put the ad out and then the comments just happen and then and then click-throughs and then mm-hmm. conversion and then numbers right it's also direct if i spend this much i should get this kind of return back hopefully 
Hopefully. Hopefully. But you can you can estimate it. You can estimate it. I can't do that with, with organic. If organic. you if you spend this much money on me, my <laughs> it might happen. <laughs> you know, people in my experience, people really like when you show pictures of your baby. Right. Let's be engaging. Let's just talk to people. I don't know. We'll see. It's just, that's what it feels like. It feels so, it feels so like gambling. With organic. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. feels like I'm gambling. I'm good at it, so I'm I'm not I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I'm just throwing caution throwing. to the wind. It's a lot of research, it's a science to it, mm-hmm. but still, um, it's whatever. You know what I also noticed? Businesses haven't taken social media seriously since like only it's only been five or six years. Yeah. And I'd even say since maybe 2017 even. Yeah. Because even now you still have businesses having interns run their social media. And I just think that is so incredibly disrespectful to put that kind of pressure on somebody who is not even starting in the professional world, hasn't even entered the professional world. And social media, that is your brand voice. So why are you having a high school, college, second Mm -hmm. year speaking for you as a as a car company as a food company it it makes no sense to me this is where i'm going to import the gospel music <laughs> in the background <laughs> because what you just said is a word oh, it's always these companies i talk to and they're like i got a guy and it'd be their nephew <laughs> And I'm like, what? It's always a nephew. I, I respect your nephew. I do. But let me explain something to you. I've been in this game since the beginning. Mm-hmm. We was out there. We was hanging out with Tom. Okay. Right. We was coding before coding was cool. Don't don't try my life, please. Right. We're not out here. Like, we know what this is. Like, you're going to ask <laughs> a 15-year-old boy. Gen Z, you go ask this little 15-year-old, can he tell you your ROI? Does he know what that even means? Which is return on investment. But still, you can't do that. What no. you doing? Like, this, it, 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 it's insane. What is that? I don't, that makes my skin hurt. And then when something happens that, you know, messes with the brand dignity, they, they want to act like, oh, we don't know what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Your nephew... Don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he messed your brand up for the you know foreseeable future. The people who love to be like, I've been in social media for twenty five years. It's not been it's around not for twenty five years, ma'am. I mean, what perhaps are you digital mar- perhaps marketing, traditional marketing. I mean, I believe you there. Digital marketing hasn't been around I for twenty five years. You couldn't do a Google ad until. 15 years ago. I think I saw something where it was asking for, you know, like a VP or a director of social something and they wanted you to have like 18 plus years of experience. And I was looking at this and I was just like, you know, this makes no sense. So I'm going to dismiss you. (laughs) You can't ask for that. That doesn't make sense. But they don't know what to ask for. And the thing is, they don't understand. People don't like to take social. This is literally the reason why the title of the show is what it is. It is not just social media. Social media is not something that you just throw things on because for, for a lot of my clients, they just believe let's just throw everything on every platform Mm -hmm. all at the same time and let's just see what sticks let's just do an ad let's just put $50 here let's just do $50 I'm like what is the goal with the $50 is it that you don't have more or is it that you you just want to see and And you just said something very smart there what's the goal that's it you guys have to know your goals and the problem is they don't know their goals they don't really know a lot of business owners they just kind of want their goal is to make more money Mm -hmm. and in their mind they don't see why they need to know any more specifics than that. <laughs> I don't need to know anything else. I just want more money. Why can't you just make me more money? Mm-hmm. I just, I need to know what, how much, how much money. Right. How much what, money do you need? What product would get you there faster? It, any, any, no? Okay, cool. 
anybody that likes to buy your product more than the other person? What does that person look like? Like these things, I just, I, I'm learning. Ugh. These anyway. are the questions, you know, especially when you say, what's the goal? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're going to throw money to something, it's social Facebook platform, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, they will take your money. They will happily take your money on throw time. at it on time and they will spend it in full. Yes. And if you don't have a goal, it is going to be wasted money. Yeah. So before you throw any dollars behind a campaign, behind anything, you really need to figure out what it is that you're, what, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get people to buy your product? Are you trying to drive people to your site? And they'll ask you. Yeah, they ask What's you. What's the goal here? It's a guided <laughs> creation. It's, so. it's so simple. It's so easy. And I'm like, they ask you. But, but then, this is why they need people like you, mm-hmm. people like us, because a lot of these businesses don't have it. And, you know, it's not just social media. It's a whole strategy behind it. Social is part of people's marketing now. I mean, at least for most of my clients, it is ingrained in their marketing. When they go in every year to figure out what their dollars will be to market their products, social makes up a big chunk of that budget. And so it really is becoming something that is, you know, being more forefront. So I think, I think the, 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 the issue is that they're afraid of putting themselves out there on social media because they see social media take whole companies down. Mm-hmm. People tweet the wrong thing right. one time and cancel culture. The nephew, mm-hmm. your nephew comes in and ruins it. And it's like, you can't use your nephew, the intern mm-hmm. to do that. You really need to get someone in there. Now, I, this is why, I love Twitter is that the the people behind those Twitter brands are doing it right. Some of those so Twitter good. brands, they're they so, so good. Like I Wendy's just, comes to mind. Oh, whoever runs Wendy's Twitter, I want to meet that person she so or bad. She is so excellent at their job. It has to be a she. I feel in my heart it has to be a she. <laughs> in my heart, I feel it has to be a she. I swear to God, those clapbacks come. Oh, they they're come so hard. good. But whatever pronoun is running that, please. Please keep going. Mm-hmm. We love you so much. Mm-hmm. I want to be that for so many companies. You have no idea. I just want, I want them to hire Brooklyn Social so bad. I swear. <laughs> I really want, what my goal is for Brooklyn, and I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever said this on the show, I really want Brooklyn to be the black person in the room well, for these companies. So that, on it. Yeah, because I feel like you guys don't know, and then you tweet things, and then or post things on Facebook or Instagram, and you're like, ooh, me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to be able to get the ad and be like... Did you know there's a monkey on this shirt? Right. Like, did you guys know that? I think you guys should check that out before I post this. I think it's going to be a real thing. A lot of the ads that come to me from my clients, (laughs) sometimes I take a look at it. I'm just like, this is, you're going to get in trouble because you don't have the right people in the room to tell. And they don't listen to you? Huh. No, I mean, I'll flag it, yes. yeah. But before it comes to me, why did it come to me? Why did it get to you? Who was in the room right. that allowed this to happen? Right. And therein lies a foundational issue. And they don't take me. us seriously mm-hmm. because we're like, this won't this won't bode well on social media. Mm-hmm. Somebody tweeted that the other day. Mm. And he said, social media manager, this won't this won't translate well on social media. C- client. I don't care. It's going to look great. Don't worry about it. And he's like, okay, post it. <laughs> Why is everyone mad at me? <laughs> what happened? And he's like, I told you this won't translate on social media. And I'm just like, I feel like they don't listen to us as much. And it's just more of like... <laughs> I, don't, I don't see a big deal about this. You don't see the big deal, but I'm telling you, my nephew, it's a big deal. <laughs> my nephew's on TikTok. He says that doesn't happen on TikTok. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Your nephew represents 2 million people in your demographic and target market. (laughs) No problem. 
no problem. <laughs> it's fun. Anyway, uh, where can the people find you? Can they find you? Are they allowed to find you um, on the social medias? No, I am not findable. <laughs> because I am not an influencer. <laughs> I am a regular person <laughs> with a regular job. Please don't come find him. Don't, don't find her. Don't but find if him. If you want to, you know, connect, I do have a LinkedIn account. <laughs> You can potentially find me there. It's LinkedIn.com slash Jihan J. Woo! You know? <laughs> That's if it. you can spell that. She's like, I'm on Twitter, but I didn't want to tweet you. That's oh, no, we're doing. not. Yes, I am not findable. <laughs> don't don't find me, please. That cracked me up so bad. I'm not findable. Don't. Please. <laughs> don't find me. No. All right. Well, as you guys know, this is just social media. You can find me um, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very findable. Um, I am on, for the business page, of course, as you know, Brooklyn Social. You can find me on Instagram, Brooklyn underscore social, or on Facebook, Brooklyn Social Media Marketing, um, and Twitter, media underscore Brooklyn. Thank you, Twitter, for being such haters. Um, and then, of course, if you want to find my personal influencer page, it's fine, because I'm a nano influencer now. Yay! Um, I am the plush mommy on all platforms. Thank you for letting me have it on all platforms unlike Brooklyn Social. All right. Um, again, and of course for bookings, brooklyn-social.com I'm totally available to meet your social media needs. And of course, Jihan is here <laughs> to, help help, out. to help you out. Also, thanks for that. And um, again, I love you guys. Always remember, spread love and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.